a way of life because a lot of times in the generation today, and, and parents, I'm sure you can see this, that waiting is kind of like a foreign word. People don't want to wait, especially when it comes to love. And so that love word is turned into lust. It's so rushed, you know. Um, before I begin, though, I want us all to just bow our head and we're going to open up in prayer. <clears throat> God, we, uh, we invite you, Lord. I pray that your presence will fall upon everybody, Lord, tonight. All the youth, the parents, God, leaders as well. I pray, Lord, that we receive this word not only as, a, as an encouragement, but as well as a warning that our bodies are not meant to be thrown and, and to be seen as objects, but rather as a living sacrifice, a temple holy unto you. God, we pray that everyone here would receive the message, would take heart to it, would take it home and walk with it, Lord. God, I pray that, that everyone here will, will know that true love, is, it comes from you, and that love is unconditional. God, I pray that we receive your love tonight like never before, oh God. Anyone here that is not aware of your love, anyone here that does not know who you are, I pray, God, that person will receive a new heart, just as your word says and you promised to us, Lord. Have your way, oh God. Come, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If we can please go to the passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. Uh, this is a very uh, popular passage that sometimes uh, a pastor or a priest will bring up at a wedding. Uh, parents, uh, everyone here, right? If you've heard this at some point, if you can raise your hand, no? If you've heard this passage, right? Love is patient that before the, the couple does their vows and whatnot. So let's read together. It goes like this. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And I want to stop right there. You know, it, it closes off with saying that love never fails. And, and some of you here, when you hear that, you're probably thinking, no, love did fail me once. You don't understand. I had... I had uh, baby mama drama, or I just had uh, five girlfriends, five boyfriends, and, and love has always failed on me. But you know what? The love of Jesus will not fail you. Because his love is unconditional. His love is not even tainted, not even one bit. It, it's spotless. It's clean. It's pure. It's undefiled. I and mean, we're talking about a man 2,000 plus, 2000 plus years ago who, who gave his, his, his life freely to us, his body. He offered himself as a living sacrifice, as the, as the Bible says. He was nailed and pierced on the cross. And, and the Bible says that, that, that he laid down his life for us. That, how I see it, is true love. That one man gave up himself for us. And that even to this very day, we are giving ourselves to him as well. And how we give ourselves to him, youth and, and parents, is we offer ourselves now as a living sacrifice to him to live holy and to dedicate our lives to him and even to dedicate our bodies to him. You see, in this generation, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 21 years old and I came from, from a background where, where I was heavily involved sexually and heavily involved with, with things of this world 
that if I were to tell you, you're like, wow, that's crazy. But, but believe it or not, people 12 years old, at 12 years old, 13 years old today are losing their virginity, are doing things that, that are just shocking. And you can see on the news, you, you can see it in the schools, it's everywhere. And so this passage, as we read it, it's talking about something that this generation doesn't hear a lot. That love is patient, that love is kind, that it does not envy, that it does not boast, that it is not proud, and, and, and so on and so on. And you see Jesus is being represented in this passage because it's referring to a love that is perfect. And that love is agape love. It's a godly love that comes from God only. And it's to say that one day when you get married, youth, right, when you're, you have a stable life or you have a job, you're, you're old enough to get married to begin with, right? And you can start a relationship. And once you get married, you start to realize that for the guys, right, you start to realize, man, I'm given a huge role here. I have to love my wife. Or the other way around, right, your, your wife, man, I'm given a big role here, and I have to honor my husband. I have to respect my husband as well as love him, right? But ultimately, love is at the center. And that love that's at the center is Jesus Christ. And so you see today, even if you're not married, it doesn't mean you don't have to have Jesus at the center. No, you have to have him very well at the center. Today, every, from the morning to sundown, the way when you wake up, Jesus is always at the center. And so youth, you have to make that decision tonight that you will keep Jesus at the center in your holiness and in your walk, that you will live pure and an undefiled life unto God. I, I have some things here uh, written down, uh, three things. Uh, they're not up there, but if you have a pen or anything or a smartphone, you can write these down. These are just three tips on how you can live a holy and pure life. And the first one is, to clothe yourself with patience, kindness, humility, truth, and love. It's the first one. You see, when, I'm, when I say clothe yourself, I want you to picture yourself putting on a cloth, a t-shirt of patience. You're putting on yourself kindness. You're putting on humility on yourself. You're putting on truth, and ultimately you're putting on love. And so when you step out that door and you go to school, hold on a second. I can't tell a lie. Why? Because I'm clothing myself with truth. Hold on a second. I, I, I can't cheat or, or mess around because this, this is the one that I want to marry. So I, I'm clothing myself with love. Hold on. Wait, wait. I, I can't go to that bedroom with you because I'm, I clothe myself with patience. I will wait until I get married. Or, or I, I clothe myself with kindness. I, I can't treat this homeless person all bogus and, and, and throw dirt on him. Let me bless him with a meal or, or, or just take him out or just talk to him, right? Show kindness to the world. You see, Jesus represented this so perfectly, guys. You know, if, if you know, in the Bible, when you read it in the, in the New Testament, Jesus represented so much of this. I mean, the man ate with sinners. He sat down and he ate with sinners. And in, in, in the scriptures, you can see the Pharisees, you know, Jewish teachers, they're looking down at him like, look at this guy. He's eating with the sinners. Who does he think he is, man? He's, he's over there eating with some some dude who's eating pork, right? They're looking down on him. And today we see that. We see that act of kindness, right? So kindness being said, right? And it's not like that. And so you see, we are ambassadors. We had to represent that love that's from God. And who's to say that we can't? You know, who says you can't? Satan, the enemy, who every single day, his ultimate goal is to destroy us, to kill us, and to seek after us. And so you see, you have to counter that and know that I will clothe myself 
and patience. I will know that, that the God who created me, who formed me in my mother's womb, to this very day, I will live holy and pure. You see, youth, a lot of you, you're from the ages of 11 through 18. And so it doesn't mean that at a certain age you have to now start living holy and pure. No, it's right now. It's tonight. You see, I'm not going to go around and start, you know, the conversations that, that, I, that I've had with some of the dudes, right? I'm not going to go around and start putting your business out there. But you got to understand that if you're not repenting unto God and you're not being honest with, with, you know, with not only yourself, but say, God, I messed up, God. I shouldn't have watched this, gone on his website and looked at that. I shouldn't have lied to my parents because I wanted to go out and, and make out with, with my girl, whatever. You see, you have to realize, man, that your life is at stake. You're, you're living a life that's temporary. Just because you're 12 years old, it doesn't mean that, that another year is promised for you. And so, you know, when we read this passage and it's, it's letting us know that what we have to do in life as far as what love relates to, that it's patient and, and so on, and that the world, you know, it, it tells us that, that it's envious, that it, it's very proudful, that, that it dishonors others, it's self-seeking and so forth. Those are lies. You see, even in Hollywood, they, they teach, they teach y'all that you can have as many relationships as you want. You can watch whatever you want because you know what? You can have your own definition of love, but ultimately that's lust. And I know I'm talking to youth for now, but I also want the parents to, to see this as well because it's important that you live this example as well to your kids. So your kids have to see that example. I'm a father myself. My wife is somewhere uh, here, maybe in the back. My son is only 11 months old, but my goal as a father is that as he grows up, that he will see that in my home, Jesus is at the center. That is not some, some girl that I have on the side or like some, or this or that. or No, it, it's that Jesus is at the center. And that and he will see that I love my wife and the other way around. And, and you see, we don't see that a lot in this kind of generation. You know, you can ask yourself right now, man, when's the last time I saw, you know, this couple talking about God is so good rather than we don't have enough money. You know, complain about this, complain about that. They're lusting after shoes and, and the next Mercedes, right, and just causing a lot of problems in the family. You know, lust just doesn't involve something sexual. It also involves things that you idolize in your heart. The Bible says, and uh, if you could pull it up for me, and uh, bear with me here, in Pro Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, says that you have to, uh, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. You see, a lot of this, when, you know, when we read it, it's, it's, it's really telling us that your, your heart has to be guarded. You have to see that it's precious because every single thing that you watch, every single thing that you hear, every single thing that you interact with, it's going to flow from your heart. And youth, you guys got to understand that, man, is that if you don't guard it, you're going to lose your guard and you're going to have room for all this sin. And so tonight, you know, as, as I continue talking about, talking about this, I want you guys to think about how you are going to start to live a holy and pure life. Maybe you got to break up, right? You got to break up with that one boyfriend, girlfriend. So Victor looked at me. You need to give up uh, some kind of uh, addiction you have as far as websites, right? Pornographic websites, I know it's some touchy subjects that I'm touching on here, but this is the truth. You see, love does not involve these kinds of things. <laughs> you know, the Bible, it, it talks about that, that love is patience. 
If you can go with me to uh, to First John, chapter four, verse sixteen, please. And it says here that, and so we know and rely on the love of God has for us. It's talking about all of y'all as well. Us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. Hold on a second. You're telling me that if I live and walk in love, I'm walking with God, and God is in me, and I'm in God? Yeah. Because, see, the moment you make the decision to follow God and live for God, you now have a loving spirit in you that's going to walk daily with Christ. You're not going to walk daily anymore with the devil. See, you got to break up with the devil. And that's the number one relationship that I would say is you would have to do if you know you're not living and have a relationship with Jesus. You got to break up with the devil. You got to break that chain. Otherwise, you can't really know how can you live and walk in love. How can you recognize, right, that, that, that whoever, lives in, whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them? It almost sounds like Chinese or foreign, as I, as I was saying earlier, that the word love and especially that God is love to begin with, it, it's, this generation doesn't really know that. And so I encourage y'all, man, that the truth right now is being exposed right before y'all. God is love. Whatever you heard in your classrooms about evolution, about your friends saying, man, God ain't love. God didn't give me that, that bike that I wanted. He, he don't love me. No, you see, it's, it's more than that. It's that God loved you so much that he sent Jesus as a ransom for our lives. That is the ultimate gift, man, and I could almost cry just talking about it because Jesus is so awesome, man. You're talking about a man that willingly said, I will die for you. I will die for you, Jeremiah. I will die for you, Victor. It's a personal relationship that he initiated to begin with. And so God is telling us, hey, I'm right here. I didn't go anywhere, but you went far off from me. You know, Bible talks about don't, 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 get, don't deny your first love, and your first love is Jesus. It's not your bae. It's not this dude. It's, it's Jesus. He is your first love. And I, and I kid you not, when you first taste his love, it's contagious. You get obsessed with his love. You don't want to leave his sight. All you want to do is, like a little kid on Christmas morning, you want to read your Bible. You want to spend time with God. I mean, am I telling the truth here, uh, leaders, right? When you spend time with the Lord, it's like an awesome time. It's like you're looking back like, man, I was spending time with God for an hour. Have you guys ever had those moments? You're praying, you're spending time for an hour, you didn't even know it was an hour. That's awesome. And that's, that's, that's what a relationship is. You know, with my wife, when I spent time with my wife, I'm not counting the minutes like I got 10 minutes. So, uh, yeah, you know, let's keep going with this, keep talking, you know. No, it's, 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 I'm, I'm, losing, I'm losing track of time because I'm having such a great time with my wife. You know, it's, it's all centered in love because, because I know that every minute is all, is all under God's authority, you know. And so the thing is, when we don't recognize that every minute of the day is under God's authority, we want to now take authority in our hands to, to be in, in charge of this time. Oh, no, no, you don't, see, you don't understand, God. I can't spend time with you. I need to go and, and, uh, and buy some chocolates for my girl because she's mad at me that I didn't like her picture on Facebook. Or, or something silly like that, you know, and it's like, hold on a second, no, forget all that. God is knocking on your door, and he's drawing near and saying, come spend time with me. You're not right right now. Your heart ain't right, my son, my daughter, you know. It's, it's convicting, and, and, and that's how it should be. If you're convicted, well, you know, repent of that and go, and go back to God. Because if you're just continuing going back to the enemy, well, then you're, you're going to be in a very bad place. 
And if you are in a bad place, it's not too late. It's not too late. Forget what the devil told you. You're worthless. Nobody loves you. That's, that's not God. No. Oh, no, no. That, that is not God. I want us to go to a, a next scripture here. Um, a Psalms uh, 50, uh, uh, chapter 51, verse, verse 10. Oh, thank you. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. You know, we, we, we talk about the message of, of, of being born again and, and uh, how, how if you are not born again, born of another of a, of a spirit, right, where God puts a new heart in you, you can't inherit the kingdom of God. You know, Paul said in the New Testament that, that anyone who has even a hint of sexual morality cannot inherit the kingdom of God. And so here in Psalm, right, in the Old Testament, saying that, you know, create in me a pure heart. This, this sounds like a declaration. You, know, you guys bear with me. Create in me a pure heart, O oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. So tonight when we do the ceremony, you know, I want you guys to, to realize that, that when you are asking God to create in you a pure heart, it's going to happen. He will give you a pure heart, a new heart, and he will give you a steadfast spirit, a spirit so quick to, to repent, a spirit so quick to say, no, I will, I will not watch that. I will not listen to that. I will, I will go to you, Jesus, whenever I have a question. I'm not going to go to my girlfriend because I know every time I go, I'm going to get tempted. I'm going to fall into sin. You see, this is what it is to have a pure heart. And, and don't, don't think that you can't have it. No, all you got to do is just go. You, you got to want it. And you see, the same way you want your sin, the same way you have that desire to, to want to go to, to whatever website it is you're going to or, or, or hang out with this girl, hang out with that guy, you now have to have that desire even stronger for God, for the love of God. Because as I said, when you taste the love of God, you don't want to leave it. You don't want to leave the sight of God. Can we go to... Uh, Ephesians uh, chapter 5, verses 1 through 2. It says, Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children. Just, just hear that. Dearly loved children. Doesn't that sound personal, guys? That sounds very personal, that we are dearly loved children. And walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Ladies and guys, I know you guys like uh, colognes, right? Perfumes. Who don't like that, right? Stuff smells good. Stuff smells amazing. We're talking about here a love that has such a beautiful fragrance. It's, it's amazing. It's so pleasing to the spirit of mankind. And it's telling us that Jesus gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. You see, youth, you possess a fragrance that God wants as well. And it's your heart. That your heart beats for him even though you deny and say, no, it does not. No, you, you see, when Jesus created you in your mother's womb, he saw you fearfully and wonderfully made. And as you grow up and into this world... God is jealous of all of you. He is jealous of all of you because there's something you have that he wants. And he wants your heart. He wants your time. He wants you to offer yourself to him because in return he will give you 
unimaginable things. He will give you a plan. He will give you a future. And that throughout all of that, you're going to walk in love. And I don't say that lightly because, because the, how you guys have heard the word love, maybe it's not the way according to the Bible how it's talking about love. You see, I, some of you guys are, are in relationships and you're dating and, and, and love, the word love is just thrown out back and forth like a tennis ball. And it's, it's, it shouldn't be taken lightly. When you tell someone you love them, you're, you're, you're saying that you not only love the person, but you love who they are. You love who they are inside. Not their looks or anything like that, but their character. And so could you imagine just how God sees us? That he loves who we are. That whoever you think you are, that you're worthless, that he does not see you in that kind of way. He sees you. I mean, come on, he's saying that you are dearly loved children. We are all dearly loved children. And you are dear to him. You know, I want to share a testimony with y'all. When, when I first came to Elevate, I was in a relationship and when I first walked in here, it was kind of hard to, to embrace the love that the leaders were giving me. I was kind of like, man, y'all phony. Y'all really don't love me. But I started to dig deep and realize week after week that I was coming that, man, they, they really do love me. And ultimately, they love Jesus. And because Jesus loved them first, now they have to love others. It's a commandment. We read it earlier, love God, love people. And you see, in, in, in this relationship that I was in, it was almost I was battling a world of lust and a world of love. You can't have both. You can't have both. You choose one or the other. You either want love or you want lust. Well, I said, I want to choose love. I had, I had to break up with this certain girl. And I, I kid you not, months later it went by and, and I felt just a, a burden and a weight lifted off of me. And, and just how heavy it was shows that that's how crazy lust affects not only the body, but the mind, the spirit of an individual. I mean, we're not just talking about here sleeping with somebody. We're talking about pregnancy scares. We're talking about, about, about diseases. You know, people just think that, oh, it's okay. I was just with this girl. I was just making out. Or, well, you don't know what disease they got. You don't know what things they got. You know, I, I talk about this because it seems like the stuff they teach you in school as far as what comes when you get involved sexually with somebody, you kind of just throw it out the window. You just say, no, he, see, Pablo, he loves me. He said he loves me, and he wants me to do this. No, 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 he don't love you. No, he does not. He does not love you. And the only way around, right, Mar Mar Marcella or whoever, whatever name you want to think about, whatever girl you're with, no, he, she, 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 don't, she don't love you. Don't, don't, don't listen to what, what this person in disguise as Satan is telling you. And you see, when you have a pure heart, you're not going to run to those things, youth. The, all of that is going to be seen as nasty. Now, like, oh, like, I can't even stand that. Like, man, why what are your friends? Man, I can't even stand. Why are you guys talking about that girl that just walked by? Man, I just don't talk like those kind of things in front of me. Realizing that before you used to do that. And so now you have a heart of God. You, your heart beats like the rhythm of God's. When you go into school... And, and you see that one girl you used to be with, you tell her, hey, you know, I love you, but you know what? I love you so much that, that you need to love Jesus. You need to follow Jesus. And so, you see, I can't be in relationship with, the, with you. So you, you got you to live in truth. It hurts to tell the truth sometimes. I mean, right? People don't always want to hear the truth. Sometimes they want to hear a lie. Like, nah, don't, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that, that, 
that my, my grandma has cancer. Don't tell me this. Don't tell me that. Would you rather want the truth or would you rather want the lie? The truth. And you know what? Here's a big truth right here. That Jesus died for your sin. That is, and, and that is a big truth right there. And bigger than that is the fact that you can live in that truth. You don't longer have to live in the lie. You don't longer have to live in a lie that's, that's lustful. You see, true love waits, and that is our message tonight. You have to wait, because if you don't wait, you're going to lose. You're going to lose not only your innocence, right, your virginity, you're going to lose a big part of yourself. But you know what? Here's the good news. God says that the old has gone, the new has come. So you can have a new life in Christ. Amen to that. Right, Because a lot of us here who do, who do know Christ and are saved, that old life, that old sinful lifestyle that we had in the past, we no longer want that anymore. Because we know that the love of God has broken our chains. We know that the love of God has covered such a multitude of our sins that, that it's like, oh my gosh, Lord, you love us so much, you, you covered us completely. You got to think about that. It's, it's not something that should be taken lightly. His love does cover you completely especially at calvary when he shed his blood for us you know can we pull out that picture please of the passion where jesus he's he's shown on the cross it's a little graphic but this is what love represents this is almost symbolic to what i want you guys to see you probably have seen it before have you guys ever seen the passion of the christ no it's an awesome movie movie makes me cry because it really depicts the picture of the love that jesus had for us on the cross. As he, as he gets that up, um, I want to share with you guys how, you know, when you begin to say, I want to live holy and pure, you're making a big statement here. And so you need to now give up all the desires you had in the past. Instantly, you have to give it up. You have to no longer even want that anymore. And which goes back to, to my steps that I was having is you have to guard your eyes. A lot of the things that we, that we look after is because of our vision. You know, Jesus said, if your, eye, if your eyes cause, causes you to stumble, gouge it out. Now, you're not going to take your eye out literally and, and step on it on the floor. No, what Jesus is saying is that you have to cut off whatever is making you stumble Whatever is making your vision just look this way, right? Fellas, you're, you're looking at that girl, you're looking at that girl. Or, or ladies, you're, you're looking at how good he's looking today. Man, he smells good. He smells like the Abercrombie cologne, right? And so you have to put your eyes straight on Jesus. Look away. Don't, don't, look, don't look that way. Don't be tempted. You have to guard your eyes. Now, people that are, that are, that are blind and, and don't have vision, I'm not saying that's a joke. They really, they, they've still at some point experienced that. Or even then, they could hear things, right? And, and so what I want you guys to understand is that when Jesus here, man, right? We can see this. It's pretty graphic. This is a man that loves us so much that did that. He died for us. There is no greater love than for one to lay down his life. That's what the Bible says. No greater love. A man like this who did that for us. And today you have the opportunity, youth and, and, and parents, to, to get right with God. And if you are, that's great. Keep living holy and pure. I don't discourage you from that. Continue to walk on fire for God. And those that need to be ignited, tonight is the night for you. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. And so, you see, I can go on all night preaching to you guys how, how love is the right way to do and lust is not. 
But the thing is, if you're not going to want it yourself, then everything I said is meaningless. You see, you have to want this heart that God is talking about, a pure heart. Because as we read in the scriptures, he will give it to you. David is crying out and saying, God, create in me a pure heart. So all of y'all, you cry out to God and say, Lord, I want a pure heart, God. I'm, I'm sick and tired of living this life. I don't want it anymore. That's how you're feeling. Oh, Jesus is knocking on our door and he's there and he wants you. And so this picture, you know, you, you can take it off now if you want or you can leave it up there. Um, if we can all please stand up, we're, we're going to transition into the, uh, the altar call, which will be the, uh, the ceremony. If I can get my wife to come, please, if any leaders can get my, my wife, please. Um, for those that have a ring, um, I just want to give you guys a little bit of, of my uh, point of view of what just a, a ring represents in my life. Is that, you know, a ring is a circle, right? It's, it's complete circle. And so when you put that ring on, you're, you're saying that I'm complete in Christ. Christ completes me. And so in marriage, right, Christ completes your marriage. It's not the other way around like this person completes me, this person is my world. No, Jesus is your world. He is your number one. And so as you put that ring in your finger, right, or if you already have one, you can take it off, put it back on. If not, we also have a, a bracelet that we custom designed for you guys to wear as a reminder that when you wear this, you're, you look at it and you say, true love waits. You see, you look back at that bracelet and you say, true love waits, or that ring, I am Christ, and Christ, I am his. Um, my wife can come. Oh, okay. If all, all the youth that will be uh, partaking in the ceremony, if you, all, if you all can just step up, please. If that's all of you, praise God. All of you come up. Those that are going to declare to be holy and pure unto God, you can all step up. And parents as well, you can come behind your, your kids if, if the parents are here. We're going to do a prayer. This, this is an altar call. And in this altar call, you're, you're more than free. You're more than welcome to give it all to God. You know, as I said, whatever it is you're hiding, whatever it is you're dealing with, you give it to Jesus because this is your night to begin your, your journey of purity, your journey of holiness. It's not take that lightly, elevate. Amen? If, uh, oh, Monica, if you can just pass out the, the bracelets that we have here for you guys. As I said, if you have a ring, you could, you could hold that ring in your hand. As the, the bracelets are being passed out, you can just look at it, right? It's cool. It's, it's not nothing fancy. It's, it's a bracelet. But it, I hope it means something special to you guys as a reminder that looking back ahead, right, today, you can look back and say, man, I remember when I was 12 years old. I remember when I was 18, and I, and I declared that I will be pure and holy before God. And you look back, and you're married, and, and you actually waited for marriage. And you see, as to share something, you know, marriage is, is, is beautiful. The Bible uh, describes marriage as, as, as the church being the bride 
and the groom being Jesus. In Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, you can read that if you want, but it talks about how, how a, a man will leave his mom and join his marriage with his wife. And so you see, youth, youth, man, listen up. Like, you're going to now leave your sinful desire. You're going to leave that away. You're going to leave the father of lies. You're going to leave the enemy, all those things that have just been crushing you down. And you will look ahead to be complete with Jesus. And you will stay complete even unto marriage. I'm not, I'm not saying that, that now that you're married, you're, you're going to not be free to, to start doing the, the stuff you did back then. No, you see, in marriage, you're still going to live holy and pure. That doesn't finish. You stay living holy and pure. Everyone has a bracelet around. You probably already have it on. Um, if I could have leaders just come up and, and just stretch out your hand onto uh, to the youth. What I will be doing is I will be uh, praying for each and every one of you. And youth, just bow your head. Focus on Jesus. This, this is between you and God. This is you and Jesus. This has nothing to do with me. This is you and Jesus. As I said, parents can come behind your children. It's okay. This is something that you're, you're going to be supporting them in as well. Hallelujah. pray that, that Ashley, Lord, that she will dedicate her life unto you, Lord. She will live holy and pure, a life undefiled unto you, O oh God. Lord, we pray that Ashley will dedicate her life, soul, heartily to you, O oh God. And she will make the decision, O oh God, to be pure.